NFL. Hey, we're going to get Jay-Z and a bunch of his black hip-hop artists to do a 2020 Super Bowl halftime show. And on top of that, we're going to work to make charities for black communities. Black people. Hey, this charity mostly puts money in your own pockets and has been known to go towards racially insensitive organizations that tell black people they have to cut off their dreadlocks in order to be professional. NFL. Well, fuck black people. Let's get that Latino audience. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic Abuse. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, yeah, don't think we forgot Oh no, we haven't. Dude, it's the first post Super Bowl going off. Yeah. Oh, wait. We can't call it the Super Bowl. The big game podcast. It's the big game. Are you ready for a big game? Just enjoy. Well, it's the big game. Dude, I can't. So, let's talk about what we actually want to talk about. Uh, commercials in the halftime show. I just, because I honestly don't remember too many of the commercials. Yeah, I remember some of them. There was only two, two or three that I had, uh, that I had paid attention to, yeah. What were they? Uh, the Rick and Morty one for Doritos. Oh, yeah, that's Cause, right. Because that just, I mean, that just made me bust a gut, because, you know, they're, they're just funny anyway. What did you say it was for? The Rick and Morty, uh, ad for Doritos. Not Doritos, excuse me. See, that, I don't even want to say it now. No, because we're not going to give them free airtime. Fuck it. <laughs> That's the thing I was just going to say. It sounded like you said Doritos. This and is how good this marketing is on me. <laughs> see, that's the thing, man. Like, you, you spend how much money on a Super Bowl ad? Millions. And you get a fucking hot property, at least like maybe three years ago. Rick and Morty. In your fucking commercial, and no one even remembers what the fuck it was for, Wait, man. Shh, shh, don't tell them that. That way, we can keep getting our funny entertainment while they make millions off of us. Don't, Ugh. don't, don't give away the fact that we don't actually give a shit about the commercials, and most of them don't work. Because <laughs> then they'll stop making funny commercials, and then they'll just do generic shit like, "Please buy our product." Uh, here's a lady, you know, turning on a sink or some dumb shit. There are still commercials like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There are still so many boring-as-fuck halftime commercials or Super Bowl commercials. That's what I'm thinking about in particular. I remember there was one commercial in particular. It was like someone turning on a sink, some sort of tap water thing. But it's just like, it's the Super Bowl, man. Why are you doing a serious thing? Fuck out of here. The, The way I would look at it, you'd want to spend the money on a Super Bowl ad that is going to bring in as much revenue as, like, you're advertising throughout the whole fucking rest of the year, because this is the only time of yeah. the year everyone cares about commercials. Yeah. Is the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and as the I'm... only day they want to watch commercials is the day of the Super Bowl. <laughs> you're guaranteed eyes for that one day. Like, honestly, the football game might be kind of in the way... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little in the way. I mean, for me, it's the one day out of the year I watch sports. I never <laughs> and, watch football. And, and, you know, this isn't even something to be like, oh, you know, uh, uh, oh, sports ball is stupid. No, I'm like, I legitimately, right. I'm just not into football that much. Like, Bill Burr has a podcast, and, like, you know, he'll talk oh, yeah. about, you know, the sports that's going on. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy has got this going on with his arm, and he's going to come back and do it. And I'm just like, I, this is nothing to me. I Get to the part where you talk about, you know, dumb shit. Like, you know? <laughs> that, that was my Bill Burr impression, by the way. <laughs> it was fucking hey, spot on. Hey, this fucking on. guy over here fucking... 
Yeah, I don't this know, fucking just, guy over here is playing sports. New York and Boston is all the same to me. <laughs> Apparently. He fucking breaks his arm. He comes back after a while. He could throw a fucking spiral. All right, yeah, I don't you're know. doing it way better. You fucking look at this guy and you think, wow, I I can do that shit. Why am I doing here? It's almost a fucking podcast. Uh, whatever the fuck my wife's name, I'm gonna yell at her for a minute. <laughs> the Groundhog Day commercial was good. That, that oh, one had me yeah, laughing. I forgot about that. The one for uh, Jeep or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, whatever mm-hmm. orange car or... <laughs> Square orange vehicle. Point of that is that, like, oh, you know, Bill Murray's back in Groundhog Day again, living the same day again. And, it was, like, I was just laughing just from the start, because you just see, you know, the, the alarm go off and you hear the song, and Bill Murray just says, oh, no, goddammit, not again! <laughs> It, it, it keeps sounding like you're saying Bill Burr instead of Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray wakes up and... <laughs> oh, a hybrid of Bill Burr and Bill Murray. Whoa, what would that be like? What, what else was there? The the dude from Aquaman. Uh, Jason did you see Momoa? that commercial? Yeah, yeah. What was... What did he do? Oh, okay, let me... Uh, I'll send it to you over, uh, over Twitter. I, I like how... Well, I guess it's more direct. I was going to say, I like how your frame of reference was Aquaman and not... <laughs> Like Game of Thrones, it was like, uh, uh, was, oh yeah, he was on that. I, I don't really watch that one as much. Well, I mean, and to I didn't watch Aquaman either. <laughs> to be fair, he was Aquaman throughout all of Aquaman <laughs> and what Justice League. Like, yeah, yeah, he was he was only a character in. I want to say maybe three seasons. Oh wait, no, Game I'm of Thrones not, because yeah. he died. Mm-hmm, yeah, because he got the. Um, he put the that crown of gold on someone's head, but it was like you know gold that was like still hot and like. It was the molten gold and the yeah, fucking pressure. Yeah, so fucking epic. It's the one place oh, I can let my guard down, where I can just kick back and be totally comfortable in my own skin. You know what I'm saying? Rocket Mortgage understands that home where I can be myself. <laughs> that feels. Pretty darn good. I like the concept, mm-hmm. right? You'd think by 2020 that they would have effects that make it not look like Uncanny Valley. Yeah, not look like uh, the first Captain America movie. <laughs> it's still really not good looking, dude. What? His head is just kind of floating. What? When he took off the, hat, the, the, the hair, though, that made me laugh. Because <laughs> it's like... People always talk about him having, like, you know, the beautiful flowing hair, you know? When he's on the weight bench at the end, mm-hmm. it's like the most visible bald cap. It looks so bad. Eh. I mean, come on, you know most of the money went towards just getting him in the commercial, I mean. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> like, so when he first came in, I remember thinking, like, I hadn't seen, like, Aquaman or anything like that. I hadn't seen him in anything in a no while. One did. So it's just like, huh, I... I, yo, is he really that big? Like, literally, that was the thought process that was in my head. And then he took it off, and I was like, oh! <laughs> so it just caught me off guard. Tide did that fucking thing again. Last year, they had a dude from Stranger Things popping in and out of different commercials, being like, oh, you thought it was for this, but it's really a Tide ad. Yeah, remember that? Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, this year... They had uh, Charlie Day at a Super Bowl party, and he got a stain on his shirt. Every few commercials, he would pop up with the stain still on his shirt. Like, I can't wait to clean the stain out of my shirt! <laughs> what? I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just from Charlie Day's energy, that was that would probably be funny, but just describing it just sounds like, what? <laughs> well, see, I mean, 
on 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 the surface, that's it. Like he was at a game, and it was it was early enough in the game, and someone got a stain on his on his shirt, and he was like, "Oh, I want to clean it out of my shirt, but the game's on, and I don't want to miss any of the game." And is and the person's like, "Hey, well, you can do it later. It's fine, you know. Like with Tide, it doesn't matter. You don't have to clean it right away. It can settle, and you can clean it out later, and, then, and you could watch the rest of the game." So every so often, Charlie Day is like. Yeah, is it, should I do it now? <laughs> it's like, what? yeah, just do it later, Charlie. <laughs> this is weird because they're trying to advertise that. It doesn't at least have like a conclusion where it finally, where he finally yes. does it. Like at, at, that's at the, the end. most anticlimactic type of like our our product will work eventually. <laughs> like what? At, at the around the end of the game, him and the person he talked to originally are like aged. By like sixty years, and they meet up in a park, and Charlie and Charlie's like, "Hey, look, I got the stain out," and she's like, "Oh, hey, great!" And then she like puts like a thing of ice cream on his shirt, and he gets another stain. Uh, um, I mean, uh, look, I I didn't come up with it. All right, <laughs> I don't think I should fucking take all the blame here. Fucking ties <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm not gonna shoot the messenger. <laughs> uh. Super Bowl halftime show? Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, my earlier joke aside, this shit was on and (laughs) popping. Look, fucking Shakira, my girl, open it up with She-Wolf. Validating, (laughs) vindicating every time I've stood up for She-Wolf. Just a... A dynamic, in-your-face performance, dance moves, guitar, drums to spare. J-Lo was there. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Now, hold on a second. <laughs> you Now, now, now we're going to flip it, because you ain't going to come after J-Lo. Cause she, I think she actually had a solid-ass performance. There was a couple of joints where you could actually hear, yeah, bitch, I am singing these high notes, okay? I want to make it clear that I am singing this part. Yeah, you know, I, look, she came through and did her thing, and I'm not going to lie, I... I I really fucking like, uh, uh, waiting for tonight. Dur, 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 uh, that fucking Night at the Roxbury sounding ass fucking, but I love every fucking second of that goddamn song. I, I, I was here for J-Lo, and maybe you you was more here for Sh- Shakira. No, you know what? I was here for both of them. I absolutely love the halftime show. Um, see, I, I just think it's funny how, and I'm not trying to shit on her too much, but waiting for tonight. That's a fucking bop, sure. Yeah. But you've had to go back. To fucking like ninety nine uh, yeah. for that shit. They, they tried to play the uh, big booty song, and I was like, "This is a." Did they? Did they try <laughs> yeah, that? Because there was the one bar. I think like Jay Balvin shows up or something like that, and they played it for like a couple seconds. It was like, oh uh. no! <laughs> and uh, well, I'll get to him in a second. But um, they fucking knew better to get uh, to get Iggy out there than exactly. No one to see her. Uh, so first of all, you know, I'm loving Shakira's performance, right? And then, like, Cashmere comes up at one point. You know, you hear the dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, dun-dun. Oh, yeah. like, oh, shit, they're mixing it up. And then, like, they barely even let it play out for a full, like, iteration before it cuts off. Like, you know, that little dun 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 And they, like, cut off before it even ends that part. Oh, oh like, my what? God, dude. I completely <laughs> forgot that even happened. Was that yeah. Robert Plant or or Jimmy Page, whoever? I, they fucking barely showed him for a second, so I wasn't able to Why tell. did they even do that? <laughs> yeah. There were some really weird things of, like, at the time, I, I said out loud, I was like, is that Jimmy Page, like, playing guitar? And then, like, before that thought was even out, 
It was just done and over, and he was just gone. Like, what was the point of doing that? Yeah, and, and then, remember that part where, like, Shakira does the thing with the rope? And it, it just seemed like, <laughs> like something else was supposed to happen, but they didn't have time to choreograph it? it yeah, it was a magician escape trick. Uh, oh, <laughs> I got it around. Oh, now I got... Anyway, now on to the next. Like, here's the thing. And I, I saw people saying, like, J-Lo is too big of a star to share the halftime stage. Which uh, I think that's is not bullshit. true. No, yeah, I think she was exactly the exact amount that we needed from her. Because, like we said, uh, mm, sorry, the more talented person is Shakira. Let's just come out and say that right now. <laughs> I, I saw one tweet that put it into perspective. If Beyonce wasn't too big to share the halftime show stage, mm-hmm. fucking J-Lo sure as shit isn't. Yeah. It just got me thinking about how, like, how many different things they tried to throw at you. And it's like, dude... These two got it, you know, like yeah. the fucking rope trick. We didn't really need that. <laughs> Jay Balvin, did we really need him there? Oh yeah. Especially when the whole <clears throat> conversation was this thing is going to be a fucking love note to Miami, and mm. people were like, "Oh well, then Pitbull's going to be there, right?" No. Oh my goodness, yeah. What mm. the fuck? <laughs> okay, maybe Ricky Martin might show up. Oh no. my god, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> They're like, "Are we going to get anyone?" You get Jay Balvin. Uh. The the bad bunny guy, huh? Okay, so she did the tongue trill thing, and... Right, yeah. Look, I... Th- the way I feel about it is, is, like, she was so solid and on her breath and, like, killing it every moment beforehand. It's like, I think when someone does, like, a fucking pitch-perfect show and then has one little mess up, like, alright, I forgive it, you know what I mean? Like, and it was, like, it was right after the crowd-surfing thing, and maybe she, like, wasn't on her breath yet or something like that, because it was just, like... Like, it's supposed to be the, the trill thing, right, with the tongue, but it just sounded slightly more like a gobble, and it was like, I can't remember how she did it, but it was just kind of like, ooh, it sounds like a turkey. <laughs> but still, way more overt of a message than there has been in that is true. a Super Bowl halftime show since maybe Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce doing the fucking Malcolm X shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they had uh, children in... Actual, like, glow-up, light-up cages. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then, as that was going on, uh, J-Lo, draped in a Puerto Rican flag... Mm-hmm. With uh, the American sings, flag on the back, yeah. ...sings a bit of Born in the USA. I love that. Which, I love that. I-, I love the message. I still, though, I was thinking, like, love note to Miami, so we're gonna do this Bruce Springsteen cover. It's I, like... It, it, <laughs> It just felt like they they weren't really sure what it was supposed to be. It felt a bit it felt a bit clunky, a bit yeah. all over the place, a bit too much. When you got two people going at like back and forth and kind of like battling, it's gonna feel a little like a, a little, little disjointed. Yeah, yeah. But I did like I did notice that there was like because she unveiled the flag and she was like Latinos, and then specifically started singing "Born in the USA," specifically because you know the whole racist bullshit of like oh, Puerto Rico's not really a part of America, yeah. you know. Uh, so I, I thought that was I thought that was cool again in its own little way, you know. Oh, and then Shakira on drums. Goddamn what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she was playing the guitar earlier, and then she on the drums and was like, wait a minute, is she her own goddamn band? What's going on? Oh yeah, of course, they had to end it with that classic uh, falling piano riff, and everyone was just like coming out and doing the fucking dance, women being thrown up in the air, and you know, doing oh, all that cool shit. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it felt like there were times where the cameras 
weren't sure what to show because it was like <laughs> right. so much going on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know, man. We're just gonna film this with a fucking wide angle. We're just gonna show you all this shit. It needed to be one of those. Hey, if you want to watch it, go on YouTube and do the fucking mm-hmm. 360 experience because there's a lot of shit going on here. And you're gonna miss something. That would have you... been smart. Yeah. We've got two uh, listener-requested albums. No, we don't. We've got one <laughs> listener-requested album. And, and the main and, event. Uh... And one new release. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, first off... Did MC Chris become a Euro Trash pop star? <laughs> Did that happen and I just didn't notice? Cause you might have w- w- when you were looking the other way. W- yeah. What in the world is up with this album? <laughs> Michael requested 100 Gex album 1000 Gex. When 100 Gex isn't enough, mm. it's 1000 to the Gex. 10th power Gex. Yes, enter the Gecko. <laughs> Here we. Uh, I think you're usually the one to say this, mm. but um, I want to hear what you've got to say, <laughs> you, because. Because I know you hated this. I, I, uh, for the most part, absolutely yes. Okay. <laughs> I think, like, recently a friend of mine was talking to me about how, like, oh, yeah, you know, your hearing gets fucked up over, uh, you know, over a while if you, you know, listen to loud noises for too long. Fucking hit play on this fucking thing. I don't even, I can't remember if it was, like, halfway through the track. I'm, like, fucking turning this shit all the way down. Nothing but fucking three octaves up. <laughs> Fucking goddamn! What the fucking Alvin and the Chipmunks? Goddamn Theodore uh, uh, wanted to do his fucking uh, uh, cover of fucking Rebirth songs or some shit mixed with Skrillex and shit. What in the world? Goddamn! What the fuck? Like I'm not good enough, but I'll do it all. Do it all. So I feel like I'm not good enough, but I can do it all. I what the fuck? Is this song, there's apparently two people singing this shit, but they all sound the same, because it just sounds like way too fucking loud and high fucking banging your fucking head. And, you know, there was a part of me that was like, you know, you you get that feeling of like, is this just not for me? Like, No, it's it's clearly not. (laughs) But there was one or two songs where I absolutely was feeling this shit. Yeah. And so, like, it kind of made me feel like, okay, no, there's no excuse for that fucking high-octane shit that was happening before, because holy shit, this shit was just Dude. blasting out my goddamn eardrums. It's like, Jesus Christ, I, little I, I, mini I, I, baby Wayne over here, just fucking, goddamn, what the fuck, this fucking fake-ass emo rap shit. Oh, I couldn't fucking take it. I'm just throwing out words at this point. So yeah, it, it, it wasn't for you. Got it. Which... <laughs> Which songs did you fuck with? The song started off, oh yeah, like, hey, you little pit piss baby, you think you're fucking cool, huh? You think you're fucking tough? You suck a lot of game for for someone with a small truck. Ooh, look at those arms. Your arms look so fucking cute. They look like cigarettes. I bet I can smoke you. And, like, at first it was like, oh, hey, if we're just gonna be the goofy, super ridiculous, over-the-top thing, alright, I'm with that. But then, like, the chorus is just like, feel so clean like a money machine, and feel so clean like a money machine. It's like, it's just fucking generic bullshit, so it's just like, ah, How's that generic bullshit? What's that even mean? I feel so clean like a money machine. It's the, it's the type of, like, 
uh, going to a foreign, you know, Swedish producer and telling them to write a hip-hop hook. And it's like, oh, I feel clean like a money machine, you know? Like, it's just, like, it's making me feel fucking nothing. It, w- it was like the third track, where like halfway through, where it turned into the screamo burp shit. That was fucking oh. inspired. I was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Like, go here, go to this level. I was feeling the shit out of that. Everything up to this point is just this fucking low pump light shit where it's just like, I'm just getting that for the chorus and I'm not really trying. It's the first take, but we're putting out a tune on it, so it's okay and it sounds really cool. Like, fucking no. It's fucking lame. It wasn't until track four, I need help immediately <laughs> where I fucking I love that track <laughs> I was like whoever the fuck this producer is he needed to be the goddamn star of the uh, the goddamn star of the show where it was just like it was just this weird sort of amalgamation of sounds that sound like they're from like the the Super Mario Maker game or something like that it's like video game noise mixed with like cartoon music, and then it kind of has elements of, like, the Seinfeld theme. It's it's weird, and it's disjointed, and it's just, like, it does something for a few seconds, and then it just, like, stops. And it's like, okay, how about this? And then it goes, like, for another little bit, and then it stops. It's like, okay, how about this? And it does something else. But it's, like, weirdly joint, like, it's disjointed, but it, it feels like it actually goes together in a weird it way. It has parts where it comes together, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, a uh, stupid, stupid horse, I just fell up at the Porsche. You know, and that was one of those songs where I was like, I can enjoy the hook of this, just cause, like, I mean, it, it, it just sounded good. That was just a good sounded fucking chord. It's stupid the fucking... The way it just flowed together with the beat, yeah. Fucking Ska lives, dude, I knew. <laughs> it would fucking strike a chord if you somewhere. <laughs> I, I will agree on one thing. Because I have a feeling that's all we're going to be agreeing on is that it, it it is a little slow to get started. Um, but then it ends immediately. <laughs> Seven forty five sticky isn't my favorite. Neither is um, neither is Money Machine. I think it has a catchy chorus. Um, I really like the beats on the first two tracks, but mm. other than that, it they aren't the strongest. And I, I'll even agree a little bit on um. 800 decibel cloud. The face melting beat on that one, though, yeah, was undeniable. That was, um, oh my god. I like, it just kept switching back and forth between just like sweet singing and just like the most in your fucking face. Like pure um, electricity, like, yeah. With like very little transition. And then the, what almost kind of sounded like parody at the end, the growling, where it, it did just kind of sound like someone talking through burps yeah. to, to the point where at the end it even just kind of sounds like like they're not doing it in earnest yeah like, yeah it yeah. almost sounds like it's mocking but that it works but it still it still like, sounded yeah, good it sounded yeah. good i was like you guys are joking but like this should probably be your sound <laughs> now the middle though is where i absolutely is where for me it absolutely came to life starting with uh, I need help immediately. Um, <laughs> immediately. It sounds like someone's, like, drowning in the beat work or something. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking fell into the Matrix. It's just fucking rows of numbers swallowing yeah. them all. Um, for me, it's a fucking relentless, I need help immediately with the left. Stupid horse with the right. Excuse me for a second. I guess it's, I would never stop. 
Triple X, I would never <laughs> stop going into ringtone, going into gekekek. I think those five, was it five? Mm. One, two, three. Yeah, I, I think those are so good. I like uh, all of those. Yeah, I like, I would never stop just felt generic to me. It, it, it felt like. Really? Yeah, what? it felt like a Lil Wayne hook with t- 2012 dubstep. I was like, what year did this come out exactly? I was like, not 2019. Uh, okay. Uh, and I remember the glitching octave thing when he did the chorus the second time. That was kind of cool. You know what I mean? The songs that I enjoyed were songs where it's just like, if I just heard this hook at the club, like, oh yeah, I'd jam out to that. You know what I mean? But it's like, as soon as I listen for a second more, it's just like, what the fuck is he saying? Why does it sound so sloppy on the on the verses? What You know what I mean? I'm surprised you liked I Need Help Immediately. Because it seems like on the surface, you would fuck with more of the uh, structurally sound, um, linear, like, ringtone is more of like a radio hit. With, yeah, whenever they... Just- Whenever they are structurally sound, I feel myself only enjoying the hooks and then feeling mm, like, okay. like there would be one or two songs where it'd be like, oh, it feels like the hook was all they had and everything else is just kind of mumbling to get back mm. to the hook. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, oh, okay. oh, and I did like ringtones. They had a build. There was a build going on halfway through the song that I did really enjoy. I thought that was really cool. Uh, uh, I enjoyed the first, I need help immediately, but the the second Gek 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 uh, production bro, ooh, I wasn't feeling that at all. It ooh, was I just, love Gek Gek Gek. It was just slightly too disconnected for me in a way that I okay. felt like the first one was like, it was just weird enough where like you're following where it's going. Like it really does feel like there's a, like it's a wave of music and you're feeling like the up and then the down and the up and then the down, you know? But with this one, it just felt too disjointed. Like, um, yeah, and I had forgotten that uh, there's a part at the end that's still part of the same song. It's not It's not going into another song. It's like, just randomly at the end, he starts singing uh, this part that just feels absolutely disconnected from everything else. Because it feels like it's supposed to be a solid song out of a sudden, and it, all of a sudden. And it's just like, a, what? Again, it felt like they were just stacking up all the sounds from Super Mario Maker, you know, on a music thing, uh, on a music editing software, and just like letting it play each one. But, but uh, after a while, like... Yeah, it would start to put in other stuff, and then it would just, like, that fucking get, 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 get. No, wasn't here for that. Don't ever, like, it was at that point where I was like, okay, fucking, you've got to know this is annoying. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then, uh, oh, yeah, and then, it like, it would go from the, like, yeah, the tonal shift was too weird. It would go from the silliness of the sense to, like, these really hard, like, you know, sounding like fucking, uh, 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 Super Mario, uh, in the haunted, uh, house world in, you know, Super Mario 64, and it would just be like, what? Oh, what's this coming from? This is, this is a bit too stark of a difference. And then fucking dubstep breakdown, like, okay, come on. And that's how I felt like. It felt like the transitions were just so stark in this one, it was just cheapening the mood of each one, right? Like, oh yeah, we can just like flip to this different one. It didn't feel like there was anything, you know, like building or just like flowing like it was the first time it was just a production joint you know what i mean i got you um Um, like yeah it ended up feeling like they were like leftover sounds from the first one you know i felt like we got a bell curve here because like Mm. i said like like the first couple tracks like i'll I'll just say this i didn't hate any of the tracks but i think Mm. the middle is absolutely the strongest because uh hand crushed by mallet and geck to you for me, we're kind of on the same level as uh, 745, Sticky, and Money Machine. Yeah, yeah. Where, I don't know, like, I, I would have liked it better if he would have maybe ended with 
uh, ringtone or get 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 one of the more like in your face uh, intense uh, tracks because I don't really remember much from uh, either of the last uh, two yeah. cuts. And, and I remember like hand crushed by a mallet felt like it ended too soon. Like yeah, it just yeah. felt like there should have at least been one more hook. I was like, what? I was actually kind of enjoying the hook. What? <laughs> you know? You got an album that's ten tracks and it's only what twenty three, yeah, twenty four like, minutes. Yeah. So a lot of these songs are just kind of over before you even really know what's going on. Ultimately, though, I still got a four. Oh, uh, I I, I kind of gave it a two. Uh, again, I, there was a lot of creative stuff that I actually did like. Like this little production stuff that's like, oh, that was really cool and that was really cool. But what the fuck is this fucking Theodore Seville's f- fourth grade poetry and my first dubstep beat work going on, man? Like, especially at the end where it just like, and it just gets faster and faster and faster and faster. Because how else the fuck was this uh, album type of album supposed to end, you know? Just like, like fucking give me the fucking, uh, uh, Glow, uh, glow sticks and the Dr. Seuss hat, man. Like, we're going back to goddamn 1997 and shit with this, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? With this production. I just think it's overall a very fun listen. That That's what comes across to me is you could just tell these two are just fucking having a fucking blast. And I think it translates into an enjoyable experience. For me, anyway, I think they're stronger as a production duo mm-hmm. than they are, uh, lyricists. But just kind of seeing, like, where they go from here. I already know they produced a track for uh, for Left at London, and they did a really oh. good job on that one. I think the production is, like, well, when it's not ear-bleedingly, like, it's ten octaves up, you know, I really <laughs> enjoy it, but... There's there's just something that just feels very sloppy about the 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 singing that happens where it's just like mm. it just feels like they're really like super relying on oh we're just gonna throw auto tune on it and that's what makes it sound cool right and it's like uh, you I know. mean yeah it, it basically is the sound like if you watch video of them uh, in concert that shit is just on like the whole time like you never hear their unedited or un uh, unaltered. Uh, voices. It has the effects on, like, the whole time. That's the aesthetic. I mean, yeah, and it's a very electronic sound, so I get that's, that that's probably what they're going for anyway, but right. it, it ends up feeling, like, amateurish to me at certain points, and I think it's mm. because of the amateur, like, lyrics at points, so, it, like, it compounds on top of it, you know what I mean? With that said, I've had fucking Stupid Horace stuck in my head for hours. <laughs> Stupid Horace? Yeah, I was thinking about that song. Like, I was just like, I, I was trying to enjoy that one, but then it was just like, wait, what's that thing about in the verses where he's like, he lost a bet on a horse, and it, and he's like, oh, my luck, my luck's bad now, and I'm thinking like, well, all right, your luck's bad, but you still got a Porsche? What? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, I don't even care. It's one of those things where these lyrics can be fucking absolute horse shit i'll say that they weren't i'm saying they can be and i'm just here for the fucking grooves where they are even if they're a little disjointed or hard or uh hard to follow i i I really fucked with this album no yeah if you listen to the stupid horse i just if you listen to that on your own no you're gonna jam to that one just because it it works with the beat and rocks yeah yeah, i feel that oh man that fucking ska beat it's so fucking good. It's, it almost sounds like a fucking horse running. I never even thought yeah, about that yeah. until now. It kind of has well, that tempo. Like, yeah, it was like slightly like faster than you're expecting. And it's like, oh, they're probably doing that because, yeah, that's what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. With that said, our next album. Mm, let's get right into it. Lil Wayne joins the esteemed club of three or more albums reviewed on the show. Is that so? 
we have reviewed, uh, what was it, Dedication 6? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, okay. We also did uh, the Carter, was it 5? Yep, yep, I know we did the Carter 5, yeah. We also did... Collard Grove? Grove. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of smoke. Oh, <laughs> the shit. way he kept flipping and the lyrics, I was dope. like, holy we shit. We got a lot of smoke. <laughs> Fuck. Forgot all about that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I was rocking with this album for longer than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm, same. I'll say that. Um, Man. Man! Oh, boy. Man! <laughs> Halfway through? I know! What the fuck happened, dude? dude. Oh, man! Oh, uh, it, 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 that's what makes it even worse, right? Where you're like, but, 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 but! But what the fuck happened, dude? I, I, I'm sitting there like, a, what are you doing? Stop! Stop, do you, stop do you want to destroy your plans of making a good album? Like, you fucking open with funeral. Woo! Can't, can't, I, I, just, I just want to read this one part. Welcome to the funeral. Where we come, we ruin them. We've been to quite a few of them. The Reverend Talk, we booing them. We throwing up the pyruin them. And then later they change out booing them to shooting them. Yeah! Damn! Like, holy shit! And this fucking the Reverend Talk, music. we shooting them. <laughs> fucking this... hell! And this is epic fucking music that like got this full orchestra that just like flourishes in and out every now and then. It's like holy shit! What the fuck is this next level like brag rap shit? You took me on a fucking journey, right, Wayne? You took me all over the place with this fucking track. It was like. It was a fucking wave of emotions. It was like, it had sorrow, but then it had actually <laughs> genuinely funny parts. Yeah, man. It was incredible. <laughs> then you got fucking mahogany. Oh, my goodness. So smooth. Really catchy beat. Um, I thought the mahogany theme might have been dragged out a little too long. Yeah, I'm like, alright. Is, is mahogany dashboard. Like, uh... We're gonna dash, we're gonna dab on a mahogany but, dashboard. It's like, okay, but I got I, blood on the dashboard. Okay. I, I just thought of it like, look, I mean, I guess mahogany is a really cool word to say, so. <laughs> it sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, what was that one lyric? Uh, catching spasms and aches from all the hands that didn't shake and all the cash I'd encountered and all the blunts I done rolled up. I stunt when I roll up with a bad bitch sitting in the front with a nose up. You know what's in my soda. I just fucking love it. Oh, and, the oh. Next, uh, and your trap house closing, your glass house broken, and my madhouse open, and my lighthouse glowing. Ooh. He was fucking on one. Yeah. Dude, Wayne was on another fucking level. <laughs> Couldn't take it. Moment of silence for Mamma Mia. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> so, uh, this fucking, you stupid or drowsy, I pew in the gaddy. Pew, pew, I got him. Pew, pew, I got him. Lil Tucci Ashada, come through with my shadas. Catch you in your thada. Turn your noodle to nada. I love it. Oh, it's like so every much time, fun. every time you think of like, oh shit, it would just be like a bigger wave of dope lyrics would just come. It's like, oh. But then, but then. What? We, oh. we have to, okay, dude. Look, <laughs> right, just, I know right, it's, I know it. it's gonna, I know it's gonna pain you to do it, 
This has to end up in a worst lyrics video. <laughs> Man. You know, okay, wait. Uh do you want do you want to say it or you want me to say it? Stupid. The beat drops out. <laughs> just to really let you absorb what the fuck you just said. <laughs> he knew. He knew. You would be sitting there, like, the, wait a minute, what? The, and the he stare knew, forward, just, wait, what? He knew you were gonna rewind it, and he was like, don't worry, no worries. I got ya. <laughs> no worries. Yo, crocodile's toothless, titty fuck your baby mama, she breastfeed your child while I do it, I looped it. I looped it. <laughs> you know, the fact that he said I looped it was like, ooh, did this cross around to so bad it's good territory? <laughs> like, he was in the booth. He said it. He stopped and looked and went. He, no, he looked out into the fucking. Who was ever He looked over the glass. He saw the person on the board. He saw the look on the face and was like. I gotta hit him again. <laughs> I gotta do it again. Come back around. <laughs> oh my god. But dude, like, is the track is, again, so much fucking fun. There's parts on this track where he's spitting so fucking much, you oh hear god. him, like, running out of breath and yeah. catch... Oh my god. Like, I, I, I was so listening, much. I was thinking, like, is, was he inspired a little bit by uh, a little bit of Cornrow Kenny up in here? Because, like, I was hearing oh. him, like, do such weird vocal things. I was like, I don't think I've ever heard him, like, really do this before. Where you, like, really get it. Yeah, like you said, the, with the... When I got him, I, I, I just... Oh. It took off and... Uh, landed on a face. Yeah! <laughs> I fucking loved um, it! <laughs> I thought uh, I'd do it. Was was a little bit of a step down. Oh, most definitely. Fucking little baby. What in the little okay? Look, baby. If you're gonna tease me with fucking Big Sean, at least give me his verse. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, oh, was Big Sean the one who needed to be on the hook, and little baby needed to do the verse? Word. You know what you I mean? You couldn't get duh, baby. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> maybe so, maybe you yeah. got the you got the big and Lil. <laughs> is, that, is that what you were going for? Uh, Big uh, and uh, duh wouldn't but, make sense. But like I said, like I was listening to Lil Baby's verse, thinking like you know you heard Big Sean in the chorus verse, and you're like, oh, Big Sean, all right, he's gonna give us a. And then Lil Baby, I'm like, oh, well, well, at least Big Sean's showing up eventually. Oh no, but it's <laughs> no dreams. Oh, hashtag rich asshole music. <laughs> Fucking, I had a dream. I was broke. No diamonds and no uh, gold. No gold. <laughs> Most saddest story ever, ever told. Mm. And I had a dream. Ooh. I was a fool. No mansion or no pool. I woke up and I screamed. Thank God! Look! Thank God it was just a kid! Right after that, he's like, Thank God it was just up in bed. <laughs> The sweat on his brow. <laughs> Thank God! Oh my God! When he fucking puts his all into it, oh man, you can't but help but root for him. Exactly. Um, uh, and then what was the lyric he said later? I loved it. He says, "Uh, uh one night I fell asleep with some good pussy, and I woke up like, oh shit, had a dream that I was broke, and I ain't slept with that hoe since." Yeah, <laughs> just bad luck. Yeah. Lane. Oh um, my God. 
It even carries into uh, Stop Playing With Me. I like that mm-hmm. one, too. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that was dope. Great flow. Um, I keep thinking back to that. I don't know if it's just, like, like a like a boast or it's actually true that Wayne says, like, I don't write my shit down. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. I just fucking, like, like it's it's kind of free. You, you totally get the vibe on Stop Playing With Me because it's got more of a freestyled uh, vibe to it, but but in a fluid way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I remember someone, I think it was, like, Drake that said, like, he just, he listens to the beat and just, like, sits there for, like, 30 seconds to a minute and then just goes, like, okay, I got it. <laughs> and wow. it's like, goddamn. <laughs> but, like, holy shit, he's fucking hitting this shit out of the fucking park. And then I want to specifically bring up, like, he would do hooks on the song and then, like, every time he'd go back to the hook, like, he'd switch something up from the hook where it'd be like, oh shit, I did. I was expecting the lyric to sound like this, but now he flipped it to, to say this. And he would just keep doing that in a way that's like, I can't wait till the fucking hook comes back. Like, cause I'm like, what's he gonna flip this time? You know what I mean? Like, it was in that way where it's like, if he did a little pump type song, there was one or two songs on this where it was like, that I didn't enjoy later on, where it's like, if you would have took out the second verse and just had it be the minute and a half of you, like, fucking with a hook, like, that would have been fucking outdoing these new kids. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit. This yep. is the point of the album where where it kind of takes a turn? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't no? there yet. Because I kind of liked Clap for him. Cause I kind of felt like, all right, we gotta give him, we gotta give him the joint for the strip clubs, okay? You know, I, I was on board with it. I really like the beat on Clapform, which has been in like a million No Bounce songs. I can't fucking call what that's from. I hate though that he does the fucking like high pitched delivery on the chorus. Yeah, it sounded so annoying. I didn't like that. That started to get annoying throughout the album. Yeah, the. The second verse wasn't nearly as good as the first. I was like, mm. okay, you had me. It reminded me of, and he tries this again later even, um, where it reminded me of, but wasn't nearly as good of a song as uh, Where the Love Go, 5, 4, 3, oh, 2, one, yeah, the one go. wait, uh, uh, what's the name of that one? Uh, uh, Uproar, yeah. Uproar, mm, yeah. <laughs> that was my it favorite like- song off of that album, yes. It felt like he was trying that shit again, the fucking, mm. uh, like you said, fucking big free to bounce type shit. Yeah. And just, because I think there's even like a fucking... Oh, yes, oh and then when he's like, where he just goes, call me Kirk Cocaine, I'll be rounding like Nirvana. I just yeah. Thought, this is like, it was something where it was just like, something about the way he delivered that just made it work so perfectly, you know? <laughs> so... Were you fucking with Bing James? Uh, again, it's, the slipping started to happen, you know what I mean? But I wasn't a fan of this one. I, I, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it on that Schoolboy Q level, you know, like, this is what I felt like Schoolboy Q's last album should have sounded like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, it's not yeah. gonna be fantastic, but like, you know, it's got its own groove to it, it's got its own ride to it, you know what I mean? I liked J-Rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost always liked J-Rock. He's he's pretty fucking solid. I really didn't like Lil Wayne's delivery on the track though. That just kind of sounded like he was holding his tongue the whole way through. Like bang, dang, bang, yeah, yeah. I that that's his. I'm settled in and I'm just doing my thing now. Bling, James. See, that's the thing. Like, I loved the fucking beat on that track, but I was like, man, I can't fuck with this chorus. He sounds so fucking whack. I hate the way he sounds on it. 
Now can we agree this is where the album starts to suck? Abso-fucking-lutely. Yo. 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 boy. Yo. Yo, boy. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. Five. Oh, Adam Levine. Oh, you know what we really needed for a Lil Wayne album? <laughs> Adam Ooh. Levine's clarinet voice sounded ass. <laughs> you gonna start with an acoustic guitar? And then Adam uh, ooh, Levine just ooh, shows up. Just and it's letting like, you know it's serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. This ain't a prank. He's here for the long haul. And it's gonna suck. <laughs> I almost thought this was a country song at one point. I was like, is that is that what they're going for? When I didn't know who it was, I was like, this is like uh, Kenny Chesney or some shit. What, what is this? <laughs> Yo, fucking trust nobody. No, you know, and wild dogs. Oof. Fuck them oof. all, dude. Fuck it, big oof. <laughs> 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 when, yo, when he starts off this lyric, oh, he thought he got him with this one. If you're out there in the streets and you've been looking for me, when you find me, tell me I said I've been looking for me. <laughs> I thought that was okay. I didn't <laughs> mind that. And, and then when he repeats it, if you're out there in the streets and you've been looking for <laughs> me. <laughs> it's like this doesn't work here, bro. The, the, All right. <laughs> the too energetic high voice thing. It's not working here because it's like a slower beat and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Wayne mumbling his way through. Uh, no, you know. And, and uh, just the misogyny on that track was just so fucking. It was just so goddamn dense. You know what I mean? It's uncalled like, for, Wayne. It's like, All right, like. And nigga, if you know your ho a ho, you know that ho going ho for show, for show, for show. <laughs> what? Come on. How can you take that seriously as you're saying that? Yeah, she was a ho for show. Like, what is this? <laughs> it definitely, it, it feels beneath him. Yeah, I fucked your ho, conduct your ho. If you don't believe it, there's video. That ain't your ho, that was your ho. She just a ho, she been a ho. Uh, for fuck's sake, this fucking... Ludicrous circa 2001. Ho, ho, use a ho. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, fucking stop. So it's like, it's cringy on top of being lazy, you know what I mean? Especially at this point, man, like, you've proven. You've shown how good you are, man. Like, yeah. that first half was so fucking solid. It, the second half is like, it's inexcusable. I couldn't believe it. Like, again... It's I'm, insulting, man. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> like, when do you want to destroy Wild... your dreams of having a good discography? <laughs> when Wild Dog starts, it was like, man, you, you've given up. Yeah. Fucking, you've thrown in the towel. I liked Harden, though. Oh, they, yes. So, yeah, I've written down for Wild Dog's like... Uh, the hook sounds like uh could have been left off or uh, like a mini song by Lil Pump or some shit. Like, he's more creative than this. And then Harden comes in, and it's the most fucking emotional vulnerability that, that we've probably ever gotten from Lil Wayne. With that Jay-Z song cry type beat that he had going on, you know what I mean? With the, with the, the, ah, you know, the choir, the sped up mm. choir sample. And he was actually doing something with it by talking about his relationships. But, you know, he wasn't like giving up the lyricism too, you know, he was still like flowing with it. So it's just like, holy shit, like, okay, he is capable of giving us everything we want, you know what I mean? Harden was a nice break from the shit, but we're right back into it with I Don't Sleep. And then, who is it? Take off. One of Amigos boys. Yeah. Look, we, we've got three fucking songs in a row here. We've got Take Off on I Don't Sleep. Okay. 
Then it gets a little more absurd. Sights and silencers, that one. Mm -hmm. You got the dream on that one. That song was fucking whack. And, like, it straight up sounded like he was, like, he was singing too slowly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just felt like, like, they should have sped up the track so he could actually sing the whole thing with a full voice. You know, didn't it kind of feel like, what, what, what's he doing? But, 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 but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just looked. I just looked at the clock that I wrote down. <laughs> Little twist. Trash. Trash. Oh, no. <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. Little twist was better than Lil Wayne on the song. I can't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> twist trying to do his fucking wheezy impression. <laughs> Sounded better. Yeah, I agree. Fucking Wayne just like rattling off names. I, what fucking the hell was Whitney he doing? Houston, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, so, like, I, I was like, what the hell are you talking about with any of this? Yeah. Pretty Tony, Pretty Ricky, Pretty Martin, Martin Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor Swift, Taylor Made, Made in China, Black China. What? What? How do we get, what, and that rhymes with P, and that starts with D, and that brings me to dark, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, if you're just doing some fucking improv, like, first thing that pops into your head, like, <laughs> word association, like, okay, I mean, it's impressive that you're doing this, but why would you put that on a song? It doesn't make for a good hook, yeah. dude. And and then, like, he, he just says all these names, and then it just feels like he randomly gets stuck on, like, you know, uh, he said, oh, uh, yeah, he says, uh, Black Mama, Baby Mama, Lady Gaga, wait, Rihanna, Ball Hard, Sinead O'Connor, hmm, and then, Ball Hard, Sinead O'Connor, like, like, he was trying to find a celebrity to make the hook, you know? He's like, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, there you know, it is, thinking, you know, oh, I got him with this one, uh, Ball hard, Sinead O'Connor. Huh? Uh, you know, remember who O'Connor is? <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne doing one a, a reference that he has to like explain for the kids. <laughs> and then, um, bastard Satan's kid, which uh, was just like just muddled with what it was trying yeah. to do. Like the hook seemed like it was supposed to be like, oh, this is gonna be we're gonna be getting into you know Wayne's family life, you know, and the hardships. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then. What the fuck was that? Was it this lyric? Um, there was one lyric where he's like, uh, uh, oh yeah, it was this one. M- uh, my grandmama used to say when she stood above my baby crib, never trust nobody that could bleed for five days and live. What in the fuck? Wow, what? 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 <laughs> what? And when like, you were in a crib. <laughs> where's this guy? And the thing is like, yeah, Lil Wayne is absurd, but it's just like, there needs to be some sort of like connection happening. It just sounds like yeah. There's a difference between like goofy and off the off the wall, like the earlier stuff, and just fucking disjointed and awkward, like he's doing on this song. You know, worst song on the album. Get out of my head. Re- okay, I gave that a straight up zero. I actually liked Lil Wayne's first verse, the way he was doing it, the dun dun head, dun dun in the head, dun dun in my head, like the way that he was messing with doing like the hemiola sort of thing with his flow. Like I thought that was cool, but <laughs> just from the intro, uh, the XXX to Desion going drop that motherfucker, and then like oh, was that the hard beat drop? Triple X can fuck right off with this one specifically. I I couldn't stand it. You know how normally when you go down to uh 
you know, uh, when you're on Rap Genius and you scroll down and you see the comments, everyone's dropping the, you know... Oh, the just GIFs. Yeah, the memes and GIFs of Spongebob being on fire, you know what I'm saying? It's always Spongebob <laughs> GIFs! What the fuck is up with that? Dude, even they didn't co-sign this. <laughs> oh! <laughs> like, I looked down and I was like, I was fucking thrown off. They were like, yeah, I love X, but this ain't it. I was like, whoa! You fucking scrolled down, ready to see the memes, and there was a comment. It was like a, just a little placeholder that said, "Be the first to comment." You're like, "Oh, oh no!" Eep. There was this whole thing at the end, like, "Oh, you know, uh, the brains will start to abandon their religions and believe in themselves." What the fuck did that have to do with anything that was going on in this song? Look, man, I, I think I- I'm gonna take responsibility on this. One. I'll, I'll, I'll take it on the chin. And I, I think people might know where I'm gonna, what I'm about to say. You might know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. When when Triple X did the the uh, the, the double XL side. Yeah, and I was right there with you, right? And he fucking got down on one knee and did that little thing, and I was like, dude, that was fucking sick. Mm-hmm. It was fucking metal. That was good that one time, dude. You yeah. never got to do that shit again. Like yeah. I remember people were clowning on it pretty hard when he did it. And I felt like I was, like, the only person fucking coming to his defense thinking it was all right. Nah. Every time since, it's been, like, mm-mm. Very rebellious for its own sake, but not in that uh, so cringy, way dude. that makes it rock, yeah. You're so edgy, bro. I liked Dark Side. I thought that yeah, was okay. That was okay. It was, it was the one long verse thing, and yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. that, that he did it like that. Um, and then, fucking never mind. Fucking... Oh, rebirth vibes. Look, man, I can't why, take it. No one, no one needs to tell Wayne he should ever sing on a track, man. Ooh. Him and Eminem, I never want to hear him try to go for that shit, man. Especially with like like love songs with Eminem on that last album it's and like, Wayne on this one. Mm. Not here for that shit, dude. Yeah. Not at all. The weird thing was, I think the song he did with the Dream earlier. I remember when it switched over to him, he actually sounded not that bad. Like, and mm. I remember being like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, this is him singing it. Okay. When he's doing, like, the falsetto and, like, you know, committing to the bit, it, it works. But this song is, again, you know, it's the fucking uh, uh, Mrs. Officer song where it's like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm making the love song, but I'm still too cool for you, girl. And it's like, it just doesn't fucking work, <sighs> you know? No, not at all. What did you think of the track with your boy OT Genesis? It was okay. Uh, right? I, that's I, that's I, kind I, of my takeaway, too. Honestly. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I really like the one lyric where he says, uh, uh, where Lil Wayne says, the bitch, I'm the man, know the Mandalorian, I'm in a DeLorean, nigga, I'm flooring it. Like, I thought that was kind of a cool little flow, but yeah, I was listening to, like, the rest of the song, and and then, like, it's the fucking the I got hoes calling young. that beat felt like it was happening in the background and like they just weren't doing anything with it. It just felt like they were just aping that beat at one point. And it's like what? Okay, uh, you know, it's like did the producer think that uh, OT Genesis was that guy? <laughs> you know, because it's not. I think if nothing else on that track specifically, I was just happy to hear Wayne like sound like he gave a shit again. Like he had the high energy that he had on the on like the earlier tracks, it wasn't as good as those earlier tracks. But I was like, all right, he's just bringing that energy and that flow again, and I appreciated that. And then we we just end with the sort of pluh of Wayne's world, 
which feels like it should have been cooler, right? Like, part of me it was feels like, like it's all been building up to this. Yeah, and part of me was like, how has he not done a song like this before? <laughs> right? I felt like, you know, see, that's the thing, right? He's put out so many mixtapes and albums that, like, I just haven't listened to, so... I wouldn't be surprised if he has done this already, and but I'm I sure just he's haven't heard mentioned it. like it, like Dwayne's World for an L for a, yeah, yeah, mixtape or something like that. But I don't think he's ever made a song. Yeah, he's definitely dropped the Wayne's World like line in a bar before. He's yeah. had to have. It's too obvious not to. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, if this was the payoff, the I'm finally gonna have a song called Wayne's World. I'm gonna say Party Time, excellent in it. It's like. I don't know, kind of expected more from it, it than this. It, it feels weirdly uneventful, like, especially with the... Yeah. Like, just the way he says it, like, party time, excellent, and I party hard. <laughs> it's like, I, I, do you? <laughs> you know? It's like, did you want to do it? Or did someone tell you, like, hey, Wayne, you have to do the fucking... You gotta do the Wayne's World joint. It's like there's a reason he hasn't... He just hasn't wanted to do it this whole time. <laughs> yeah! Like, it straight up felt like an obligation, and it's like, it sh- like it's weird that it feels that way, and it's weird that you also got that vibe, too. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, you got, you know what it felt like? Say the line, Bart! Mm. Excellent. Yeah! And it's the 24th Jeez. song. Man, Fucking... You could have left that off, man. You didn't have to do it. Mm. You didn't have to do a lot of this, honestly. Like straight up and de- like I was, I was getting annoyed because again, yeah. you know, uh, the way this album is front loaded with awesome tracks. Where I'm just so like, good. Oh like, oh whoa, do we have another fucking uh, hit album on our hands? Because I remember enjoying the Carter Five. Like, oh shit! Like, yeah. am I enjoying Lil Wayne albums more than Eminem albums? Like, what mm-hmm. what kind of world are we living in? <laughs> <laughs> you in, know what in I fucking mean? Wayne's world, apparently. <laughs> so yeah, like I will say, I did enjoy it more than you know the last couple of, uh, Eminem albums. But at the same time, like man, it just keeps going, and it just starts wearing out its welcome. Where you're like, oh come on, uh, straight up and down. When I put my uh, you know added up all my ratings and, and divided it, uh, I straight up got a uh, three point seven five. And, you know, that kind of feels right. <laughs> Man, I got a fucking two and a half. Oof. <laughs> and I'm not happy to report that at all. Because it was seriously like fours, fours, three and a half, four, and then just two, one yeah. and a half, zero. These just like love songs and shit where it's just... Uh... It took such a hard nosedive, man. Like... I think I actually ended up getting a 2.8, so I will round it up to a 3, because I feel like the first half of the album deserves it, Mm. but, mmm, asterisk, big ol' asterisk, because that second half sucks so hard. when I gave it the, when I, uh, uh, came up with the 3.75, I was thinking like, oh, should I round that up to a... Uh, <laughs> that don't feel right. Yeah, but <laughs> can't I, do that. But the three doesn't feel right either because it's like that was a really good fucking first half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like almost there, just five or six tracks. You know what I mean? Like I can take a couple of mediocre tracks, but come on, you had to know the joint with uh, 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 Adam Levine wasn't hot. Like, and it, was that gonna get radio play? Like, That's what I was just gonna say. Come he on. thought he needs fucking Adam Levine. He has that whack as fuck. Yeah, so the ones that we got, 
I mean, <laughs> fuck it. If girls like you could be a goddamn hit, uh-huh. <laughs> that fucking uh, fucking dull as dishwater fucking song. Man, fucking Maroon Five haven't had a good album since their first one, and that's going <laughs> back like. Two thousand three at this point, shit, yeah, <laughs> and they have not replicated or duplicated as good of an album in almost twenty years. But it has been a steady decline, dude. Between fucking girls like you and memories, let's just collect these ducats. Uh, literally yep, being yep. like, I-, I honestly consider them like the sound of an era when it comes to mainstream rock right? and how bland it sounds. They really are like the fucking canaries in the coal mine for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that about does it for this week's episode of the Gone Off Podcast. Uh, big thanks to everyone who fucked with us this week. Big thanks to Michael uh, for requesting uh, 1,000 Gex by 100 Gex. And if you have an album that you would like to request us review on the show, head on over to Kofi. That is ko-fi.com slash going off is a one-time $40 pledge for an album review. Make that 50 if it's an album that you recorded yourself. We open that up to uh, the independent artists mm-hmm. who like the show and want to get uh, want to get a little bit of exposure and creative feedback. Uh, some creative feedback from your boys. Or, exactly you know, critical beat down, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this is your first time listening to us, uh, thank you for coming in, like, over 220 episodes in. But in case... Look, we're like happens, an anime at this point. Like, you just gotta find a point and come in. Just... We're the bus from speed. We're going down <laughs> a fucking hill at full speed. We're... If you want to try to sketch, if you want to try to hold on to the rear bumper <laughs> on your fucking skateboard, m- fucking Marty McFly style... Be my guest. All the old episodes are on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Just take your pick. Whatever works for you, works for you. I realize not everyone has Spotify. I think I've been taking that for granted for too long. But they're all on iTunes. And I remember back in the day, people were like, Ah, fucking iTunes, you gotta get on Spotify. (laughs) Now people are like, I don't have Spotify. they're (laughs) They're still all on SoundCloud and iTunes, so there's definitely ways... You can play catch up and hear the episodes uh, you might have missed. Uh, Darren is over there on Station Head and Twitch, uh, yeah. twitch.tv slash rap critical. Mm-hmm. And you've got the uh, station on, uh, you got the radio station, yeah, station head. Yeah, come through, you know, playing a whole bunch of joints that, that your ass gonna love, you know, only on RC Radio, you know. We'll, we'll, we, we'll do that mainstream radio stuff where, where we only play their big hits, you know what I'm saying? We play the deep cuts and whatnot. <laughs> and we announced it last week that we will uh, be having a panel at uh, Con Carolina in May. Uh, more details to come, so uh, keep your ears and eyes open for that. Uh, that is in Charlotte, so if you are in the southeast or feel like making a fucking day of it, coming on out, seeing you boys, we'll give you more details um, as we iron it out. We've got a pretty good idea of, um... Yeah, but we won't spoil it yet. <laughs> not yet, absolutely not. It's still still quite a few months out. Mm. But we love you very much for listening and fucking with us once again. So, until next time, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And... I need help immediately.